This is the Horse Radio Network. What a beautiful day for horses in the morning. You are listening to the number one horse podcast in the world. Here's your entertaining look at the horse world and the people in it. Freestyle Friday, and I'm Glenda Geek from Ocala, Florida. And I'm Jamie Jennings, and I'm in Norman, Oklahoma. You're listening to Horses in the Morning on the Horse Radio Network for April 2nd, episode 2653, brought to you today by Kentucky Performance Products. Good morning, horse people. It's Friday, and another weekend of riding is a few short hours away. Jamie and Glenn are here to help you make it through the day with some fun guests and some really bad ads. Enjoy the show. Well, good morning, everybody. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday morning. I have to congratulate you. You are on the front page of the Guthrie News Leader, which I assume is the leading newspaper in all of Oklahoma. It is the leading newspaper in all of Guthrie for sure. (laughs) Are you in Guthrie? Uh, no, no, but horse and hound is, I'm, I'm in Norman, which is South of Oklahoma city. And then North of Oklahoma city is Guthrie. So it's about an hour drive. Oh, so, uh, and that, and you, were you at horse and hound? I'm looking at a picture now of you getting your belt buckle and your t-shirt and congratulated and everything for, uh, good people and good horses. The initiative that you won best trainer of the year for, and was that at horse and hound you did it? Yes. Yeah, so they wanted me to come up to horse and hound to receive the buckle because actually the ASPCA, uh, gentleman actually lives in Oklahoma city. So it was an easy, drive for everybody. So we went up and, and they, uh, gave me a, a giant, gorgeous belt buckle. And as an English rider that, you know, we don't win a lot of belt buckles. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> no, but, but so what's the belt buckle look like? What's it have on it? It has their logo, which is an, an R, which is right horse initiative, but it's uh, an R in the shape of a horse's head and it's gold and silver and has like rubies on it. Not, you know, I'm now are you actually going to wear it? I actually bought a vegan belt because I was like, you know, you can buy like belts on Amazon. <laughs> and so I bought the, but I was like, vegan sounds reasonable. Like I don't want to have be like using leather on a, I don't know. It sounds silly, but I was like, I bought, so I bought a little tooled vegan belt and I put it together and I wore it the other night. I am not used to wearing something that big. Well, my question is, does it dig belly. into your belly? I always wondered that. Glenn, if I had a belly, it would. But the thing is, no, <laughs> yeah, it kind of does. When I mean, even if down, you don't have a belly, you're kind of hunched over on the thing. Yeah, I was yeah. driving my stick shift, my little beetle, you know, and I'm like, oh, that's, that's, <laughs> I don't know how people do it. I guess make makes you sit up in the saddle, sit tall. Did you walk around, st- you know, uh, pushing your belly out to show off your belt buckle belt. You know what you do, I think. And, and again, Western riders are probably laughing at me right now, but like, <laughs> I don't know, you tuck in the shirt right behind the buckle and the rest of my shirt was out, but like, you know, I had oh, to like, yeah, you have to show it, it off. And uh, I said, do I look like a poser? And Chad said, no, it actually looks kind of good. Were so, you wearing cowboy boots and a cowboy hat? I, I didn't, I didn't represent the brand that well. Okay. <laughs> That's so cool, though. Not too many English riders get a belt buckle ever. It was pretty. It was pretty awesome. I'm I'm really excited. And and the fact that Lucas was in the picture, they they involved everybody. Abby got in the picture. All the volunteers did. And uh, Lucas, the one picture that they chose for the front page of the newspaper, Lucas is hidden behind somebody, and it made him cry. Oh, (laughs) it looks like he's hiding on purpose, actually, in this picture. No, I don't think so. (laughs) That's the only one who was hiding behind somebody, and and he was pretty upset about it. But I was like, there's lots of pictures here, buddy. Look. (laughs) (laughs) I was just glad he had clothes on. I was just happy about that. It was really cold that day, and it's very cold. And I don't know why, but they're at the top of a hill, and the wind always comes and it was it was fairly chilly so i did have a cute shirt on under my jacket but i did not do uh the dress and heels that you said i should yeah yeah from target you didn't do the uh the pioneer dress the pioneer dress i have not purchased one yet okay i'm, I'm still i'm still vacillating on that one 
How much were the fine air dresses anyway? I don't know, but they were all 20% off, so <laughs> you can get a good deal. Well, that's uh, For those who don't know, if you go to a Target right now, all the women's clothing are these like god-awful pioneer dresses. And I had seen Literally, they photos. look like Little House on the Prairie. <laughs> yeah, yes. and people are actually buying them, but I don't think anybody's bought them seriously. If you Google like pictures of Target dresses, um, people are making ridiculous i guess they started in january like ridiculous photos like black and white and sepia of them holding a chicken you know like and i feel some of them are very artistic actually i feel the calling to do it i've got duke who's like super old a horse you know and i can get him looking a little rough and get some chickens in there and i feel like i have all the ingredients for a great i I think you do the motivation instagram queen in your dresses (laughs) exactly i'm lacking instagram and motivation But the, well, the, the the ingredients are there. <laughs> well, congratulations again. Uh, I'm sure that being in the front page of the Guthrie, wait, let me get this right, the Guthrie News Leader will lead to tons of business for you. I mean, the phone is ringing off the hook. <laughs> that is pretty cool, though. I did get another horse in training yesterday. I now have two mares that are, they're both really different. One is 12 and has like never been ridden. And the other one was an orphan, a bottle orphan. Oh, wow. So I don't know what the differences are with the bottle orphan, but right now I can't catch her and she doesn't like me very much. She just <laughs> got here yesterday. So we got some work to do. Get the bottle out. <laughs> <laughs> here, kitty, kitty, kitty. <laughs> Today on the show, Sarah Hickner is joining us. She's an author and a podcaster, and she just wrote a book called Barn Isle, Real Life Tales of Humor and Grace from a Horse-Obsessed Girl. And is she's going to join involved? us to tell us some stories from the Barn Isle. Plus, uh, I have a little history of eventing and how it started Wait till I tell you what they had to do in the first Olympics that eventing was included in the early 1900s. You'll go, oh my God. And we have some really bad ads and some other things we're going to do along the way. We're also going to talk about Easter a little bit, right? Yes, I've got the most popular Easter treat in every state. Oh, there you go. Cool. Can't wait to hear what Florida's is. Is it like cocaine? Poison. Uh, Like (laughs) every state loves poison. All right, let's do some Daily Winnies. We have a whole bunch of auditors with birthdays today. We have Anne-Marie Bruins, April Kamek. We have Lily Harmon, Hannah Barker, and Jennifer Pig. And Jennifer, we met at the World Equestrian Center here last week. I think we went out and met her out there and said hi. Uh, And happy birthday to all of you. We hope you have a great Easter weekend and a good birthday. My daily Winnie goes to a gentleman that sent me a message. I've actually had several really positive, lovely messages from people, but I got one from a guy who said that he and his husband both, thanks to me, have started using Monty Roberts techniques and that everything is, is working better here. I'll read it for you right here. I found it. All right. He says, I wanted to take his name is Bryce. I wanted to take a minute and send a personal thank you because of you and hit him. My husband and I have joined the Monty Roberts program and have dug into the videos. I'm currently restarting my fifth OTTB and I'm truly amazed at the progress we're making using his methods versus the more traditional methods we've used in the past. The horse we have now was completely wired and not interested in us at all. And we've now had him two weeks and he wants nothing more to be in our pockets and snuggling with my husband. I truly don't think we would have made this much progress with all the training tips from Hit'em and Monty's video library. So yay! Wow. Isn't that cool? I know, I know. And then he sent me this picture of this really beautiful well, I think there's a horse in the picture because the guy's in the front of it. And, oh, good Lord. <laughs> he said, yes, I'm a very lucky man. <laughs> well, that's great. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. And you had a lot of nice comments in the auditor room the other day, too. A lot of people have learned a lot from you. Uh, that That's the biggest honor you can do. You know, right now I'm actually quoting getting prices for covered arena, covered round pins, because I would like to 
you know, teach more clinics, but I just can't teach clinics unless I can guarantee it's not going to rain because when it rains, my round bin floods and then I'm screwed, right? And your living so, room's not quite big enough. Yeah, there's no room for a round pen in my house. Um, so I, I just so you guys know, I am working on getting more clinic dates, but I, I started getting prices for covered round pens, which are not cheap. But I was telling Abby, you know, the whole point of this whole thing was not just so I can train one horse. It's so that I can train other people right. to help yep. their horses. That's kind of the idea. But It'll have a bigger effect that way. I know the the guy from the ASPCA was like, if anything we can help you with, and I was like, yeah, actually, <laughs> <laughs> you have a grant. We need. There I is, need a grant. <laughs> there is something you can do, and he's like, yeah, I'll work on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's hear from our title sponsor, Kentucky Performance Products, and then we're going to go to our first guest and do some other fun things later in the show, and of course, really bad ads coming up at the end. This Nutrition Minute is brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products, the company that simplifies your search for research-proven nutritional supplements at kppusa.com. Have you heard of a yeast called Saccharomyces boulardii? It's a type of probiotic that benefits your horse's digestive tract. Often referred to as S. boulardii, it works in several different ways. One unique property of S. boulardii is that it supports the stimulation of the enzymes found in the intestinal lining. These enzymes help your horse digest starches and sugars in the small intestine. When the sugars and starches are more completely digested, fewer of them escape into the hindgut where they can ferment and cause imbalances that may lead to colic, diarrhea, and laminitis. Saccharomyces boulardii is found in Nalox Advanced, Made by Kentucky Performance Products. Nalox Advanced contains a blend of yeast, fermentation solubles, and stomach buffers. These ingredients work together to maintain your horse's digestive tract in peak condition. Nalox Advanced is recommended for horses of all ages and stages and is fed on a daily basis. This Nutritional Minute has been brought to you by Kentucky Performance Products. You can find all of their terrific products at kppusa.com. Our first guest on the show today is Sarah Hickner, and she is an author and also a podcaster and has done a a few things in the horse world. Her book is called Stories from a Barn Isle, Real-Life Tales of Humor and Grace from a Horse-Obsessed Girl, and I kind of feel like every one of our listeners could have written a book with that title. (laughs) So, hi, Sarah. Hi. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks so much for having me. Good. Yeah, thanks for having me. Where are you at right now? What state? I'm actually in Mississippi at the moment. Um, we're here visiting family. Cool. Very good. So I I did see, before we get into the book, I did see that you galloped racehorses. Where in, where in Kentucky did you gallop racehorses? Yeah, I galloped in Louisville. And I made the rounds and worked at a few different training tracks. And I galloped at Churchill Downs a little bit. Uh, Jamie did as well. She did over at Keeneland. So you guys, and were you doing this right out of college or to make money during college? (laughs) I did it during college. Um, We could say it was to make money, but really it was just my childhood dream to gallop racehorses. Mm -hmm. And so I transferred to the University of Louisville so that I could be right down the street from Churchill Downs and gallop horses before class. What was it like galloping horses at Churchill Downs? really scary. (laughs) (laughs) Why? I, well, I have to say, so I had a really bad accident, like a couple weeks in on a training track. And then I went from right after the accident to a trainer was, once I was like back on my feet, a trainer at Churchill gave me a job galloping. And I had only galloped a couple weeks before then at a, at a cute training track on cute two-year-olds who are really easy. (laughs) And so suddenly I'm in like, I, I compare, I live in Virginia outside of DC and I compare Churchill Downs to like the 95 corridor where people are (laughs) flying and like changing lanes. And, you know, it's like taking someone who grew up driving in a little country road and just throw them on 95. And so I, I was, I will have to say I was not the best exercise rider at Churchill Downs <laughs> because I was so nervous of having accidents, like running. I was so worried about crashing into someone else the whole time. 
Yeah. Yeah. Um, I remember so when yeah. I galloped at the training center in Lexington, that was fine, you know, and then I went and graduated. We moved up to Keeneland and Keeneland has a little lower training track and that was good. And I rode the two-year-olds and, and like you did. And then they were like, okay, time to take him to the big track to Keeneland's main track. And you're right. It's like being on the dang freeway. And you're yeah. like, oh my God. He's like, go halfway around, turn around, you know, can him around, whatever. I thought horse yeah. turned around and was gone. <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Every time I would pray, okay, God, please let this horse stop when it's time to stop. And like every time we got to the stopping point, I would just kind of like stand up and like sit back a little bit, pull on the reins and pray. And they, uh, only one time did the horse not stop, but I could tell coming in, he wasn't going to stop. So, so yeah. you just yeah, worried you... about being that girl every time you were out. on the Yes, <laughs> that was my, I was too concerned about other people. I was very worried about like being that girl that caused the accident. Um, and yeah. most of the exercise riders at Churchill Downs are like former jockeys. So, I mean, it really is, you know, you're going, I, I went in over my head. It was my fault. But hey, you know what? The, those are I did stories it. that we have forever about. Yes. I was 19 and insane, you know, like whatever, I what I have to lose. Um, <laughs> so I did it. And yeah, I, it's, it's amazing. It's shocking the difference. And people might not know this, but once the horse has raced one time. Uh, it, it takes a heroic human to gallop them because yeah. they are difficult. Yes. I love, I haven't talked to very many people who has this experience. I love this. This is cool. Yeah, same. <laughs> Both of us going, why are we here? How did somebody actually hire us to do this? Whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I had some, there were some amazing trainers at Churchill Downs. I have to say, because in writing the book, um, I'm writing some other stuff too, and I'm looking back on all of it. And, you know, when you're living it, you're just kind of surviving and you're trying to get on the next horse before you go to class. And now in hindsight, I'm just like, wow, some of those trainers were amazing and they were so kind and, you know, really were willing to step up and put me on their horses and stuff to help this little meek. Like I was one of these people, I was kind of meek, but at the same time, like gutsy enough to show up. Um, and so people would, I would go barn to barn and say, Hey, do you have a horse for me today? And, um, eventually I would find a trainer who like consistently had three or four horses so they gotcha. were just I glad for- to find a 19 year old girl who didn't care about breaking bones. That's what- <laughs> <laughs> you know what my husband finds the most amazing of it. I worked for one trainer who had a bunch of horses, so I just did all of his horses. That was my day. Um, yeah. But my husband finds it amazing that I can eat a cold bean and cheese burrito at like 830 in the morning. <laughs> and I say it's because of all the time of the track, because there's no, there wasn't time to go get food. And this guy would yeah. push this little cart around that sold cold bean burritos. <laughs> yes. That's, that okay. was breakfast. Yeah. I have to be honest. I would always see those people and I wanted it so badly, but it would destroy my stomach. And I was <laughs> like, I yeah. can't be on the track on a horse. After eating one of those. No, no, like, no. You do it at cute. the end of your day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Let's um, yeah, talk. There are these, let's switch yeah, to your book before we run out of time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so uh, tell us about the book, Stories from a Barn Isle. Well, it's, it's five true life stories from some of my horse experiences. And um, as you said, like I've thought about it and I thought, gosh, I think every horse person has some of these stories. And I just have always, I have a knack for, um, finding a story in everything for one, but also I've always just been that scrappy horse kid. Like my parents weren't, they weren't not supportive. It was like, you know, they helped me get a horse once I was in junior high, but they didn't have the money for me to like be the show kid. Like I was in hand-me-down tack and just kind of getting as much as I could out of like my little cheap quarter horse. And so, um, I think just because of that, me always being that scrappy horse kid, I just had a lot of funny stories and most of it are my screw ups. Um, like it's the first time there's one story from the racetrack and it's the first time a horse reared like, like black stallion style rear and tried to kill me with his front feet. And I didn't know what to do because I had only ever hung out with like cute show horses. And um, and so it's just really like screw ups like that and kind of learning through it and laughing about it and realizing like this is how we learn. And um, the beauty of being a scrappy horse kid is is you learn stuff like that, that 
other people may not have wow. experienced. You should consult with me on this book because I <laughs> had one a horse on the track that reared up and came down and actually ended up breaking my hand. So I had the exact, like I just gotten off and was leading forward and it did not want to go in the barn. It just yeah. reared straight up and struck me in the hand. That is so funny that you had that oh exact my gosh. experience. It was my second day at the track oh, God. and they were like, just hot walk. Cause they were going to teach me how to gallop, but they were letting me hot walk first. And this horse, he had this look, he gave me this look and I was like, well, I'm sorry. I'm the boss, you know, like, I think you are. Is, yeah. <laughs> I am the boss. I have to be the boss here. And he was like, oh, really? Let's <laughs> see. And, um, and the trainer had to like dive under him and save me because I, <laughs> I didn't know what to do. Um, so it's, it's some of it's kind of embarrassing. I actually had Donna brothers. Um, I sent her a copy cause I wanted some kind of famous people to read it and, and like give me reviews. And it was so, I was so nervous. I felt like throwing up sending her this book because it's like all of my stupid. <laughs> She's super nice. Ups. She's been on our show many times. She's super nice. Yeah. yeah. She was amazing. She sent me the kindest review and she was like, it was so, I couldn't put it down. And, but I was like mortified to send her a book about me not knowing what to do when a horse reared. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're a podcaster now. Uh, every time something goes wrong in life, uh, I know Chad does this to Jamie too. Ja Jennifer says to me, well, it'll be a good story for the show. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, all totally. of those are good stories. If nothing else, yeah. it's a good story. That's our saying. That's I agree. <laughs> I'm like, well, this will go in the next book. And actually, when Volume we fail three. miserably, uh, the worse we fail, the better a story. If it's a, you know, if, if you do it and you do it well, it's not really a good story. It's just a story, yeah. right? Uh, I totally agree. <laughs> well, totally. That's, that's very cool. Where, where, one, one, where can people buy the book? Um, so they can go on Amazon, and if you just search "stories from the barn aisle." It'll come up and it's a bright yellow cover and it has little pictures on um, around the title that are each story has a little picture on it. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's easy to find on Amazon and it's available in paperback, Kindle and on Kindle Unlimited for people who are addicted to reading like I am. Okay, good. And then we'll put a link to that in our show notes as well so people can find it easily. But you also do a horsey. You do a couple podcasts, but let's talk about yes. the horsey one. Tell us about the horsey one. Um, so my horse podcast is called live, ride, learn. And just similar to the book, I am like, I love stories. Just like y'all were saying every failure, every screw up is just a chance to learn and grow. And so my live, ride, learn podcast, my goal is to tell stories, but to grow through it. Um, because I think just talking about how to grow is really boring. <laughs> <laughs> um, we do and too. so I wanted, yeah, like we, we want to, we like, try and lead by example. <laughs> yes, exactly. So most of the podcast is me sharing like how I've grown through life experiences, but I always do it in a story so that, um, so that it's entertaining and interesting. And I have guests on occasionally and I've had like one of my friends is a paradressage rider. And so she talked about moving from able body to paradressage. Um, and so sometimes it's horse people. Sometimes it's just like non-horse people, regular people. I don't know what we call normal them. people. Normal. Yeah. Normal people. <laughs> Not crazy um, people. Muggles. Yeah. <laughs> muggles. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Muggles. That's it. Um, you need so, to yeah, have Jamie on that show. She could t spend three hours with you telling you. <laughs> yes. Okay, Jamie, you're my next guest. <laughs> People get enough of me here. You don't want me. It's called liveridelearn.com. It's where you can find the podcast on any podcast player. I'm sure it, it is yes. there. Well, that's cool. I'm glad you're, you're taking up podcasting and doing that as well. Uh, we appreciate you joining us here in the show this morning. And uh, good luck with the book and, and good luck with the podcast. Well, thank you so much. I love listening to y'all every day. So I really enjoy being a part of the show. Thank you. All right. Thanks a bunch. Take care. Bye, Sarah. You too. Bye. There you go. A fellow podcaster in the horse world who has similar stories to you. <laughs> She's pretty much me on the East Coast. Yeah. So it's all good. <laughs> she is. All right. Let's go to our fact of the day. <laughs> And now it's time for today's equestrian, who knew, fact of the day. So, a venting competition started like it is now, back in 1902 in France, 
And the first Olympics it was in was in 1912 in Stockholm, Sweden. Uh, the uh, Olympic eventing competition was originally only open to male military officers in active duty, mounted only on military charges. So they had to be a military officer and a military horse. In 1924, the event was open to male civilians, although non-commissioned army officers could not participate in the Olympics till 1956. And women were first allowed to take part in, the, in 1964, so it very much was a military thing for like 50 years. But get this. This is what I wanted to tell you about. This is 1912 Olympics in Stockholm, the first one. Let me tell you what you had to do. <laughs> so day one was the endurance test. Get this, Jamie. Now imagine you're doing an, a, a, an eventing test, which is supposed to be three days. In that day, it was five. So the endurance test, you rode 34 miles. With, and you were allowed four hours with a speed of approximately 230 meter, meters per minute. Then you immediately followed 34 miles of riding with a three-mile flagged cross-country course. Time penalties were given for exceeding the time allowed, but no bonus points were given for being fast. Oh, wow. Think about that. You're riding 34 miles, and then you're doing cross-country. You're riding for four hours. <laughs> they, gave you, they gave you a rest day on day two nice of oh, them. Oh, well, that was nice of them. <laughs> then on day three, you did a steeplechase course of 2.2 miles with 10 obstacles at a speed of 600 um, miles per minute. Meters per meters minute. Meters per yeah. minute, yeah. So that's pretty fast, right? 600 meters per yeah, minute? Yeah, so about 850 is a, like what they would do at Rolex back in the day when they had the long for it format, okay. and that was a full-out gallop. So this is a this is a controlled gallop, 600 meters per minute. After but riding fast. 40 miles two days before. Yeah. And then day four was a jumping test. So they did the basically the stadium jumping. Show jumpers, yeah, okay. And then they did dressage last. <laughs> so after all of that, your horse is dead tired and you go in to do dressage. Who won? Okay, this is the question. Who won the gold medal I, I in 1912? I, I didn't look that up. I I'm don't have that, that information. But um, this is... This is not in this is not eventing this is endurance riding <laughs> this is just craziness i can't imagine how Let's tired see. you and the horses would be after 5 days of that that's just nuts so long format had nothing on this <laughs> individual eventing was the gold medal went to axel norlander on lady artist in sweden and then a German was he uh, Swedish? Was a Swedish rider? Swedish rider, okay. and then a German rider got silver, and bronze went to somebody from France. Team eventing, the United States came in third. Really, uh, got the bronze medal. So they were actually there as well. So th not only that, you have to sh ship your horse across the world. And by that, it was by very slow boat. Then <laughs> you went by very slow boat in those days. I love the names of the United States horses. On the bronze team eventing in 1912, the horses were named Poppy, Deceive, and Connie, and, Ch <laughs> and Chiswell. <laughs> Poppy and Connie, come on around, you guys. Time for dinner. <laughs> and those are military horses. <laughs> yeah, that is so funny. Well, we're going to talk about Easter here in a bit, but I have one other story i got to get to because this is – I saw this on Insider, uh, insider.com, which means it has to absolutely be true. Um, Sharon Stone just did a new memoir, and I don't know if you've ever noticed, but Sharon Stone has a scar across her whole neck. Did you ever notice that? I can't say I've studied if, Sharon Stone's anatomy. If you look at, much. you know, in the Alien movie, you weren't looking at her neck. You were looking at the things coming out of her chest. Uh, but the uh, that, that's Sigourney Weaver. Oh, that's Sigourney Weaver. That's right. This is the lady who Basic Instinct. That's right. You know, like did that that's whole right. leg thing. Yeah. So Sharon Stone was a horse girl, um, and in her memoir, she talks about how she got that scar, which literally goes all around around her whole neck. Um, she was 14 years old, and she was attempting to break a wild horse while barefoot in her yard. Her mom, As you do. Yeah. Her mother at the time was hanging sheets on a clothesline. Unfortunately, the horse took off with Stone still riding it. And this is the quote. It was bucking and rearing, snorting and spinning. I was fighting this 
of a horse, the actress said, I didn't realize we were heading for the wet sheets on the line until the line hit my neck and my feet slid through the stirrups. I couldn't get out and I couldn't get the dang horse to settle down. Stone wrote that her mother looked up and saw her daughter being decapitated and managed to find some kind of maternal strength to push the horse back and free Stone from the clothesline. The horse bolted, dragging Stone along behind it. Eventually, her mother managed to grab her leg and free her from the horse. The two of them went back in the house where her mother called her father to tell him about the incident. Her neck was hanging open and she was bleeding profusely. Um, they took her to the hospital where the doctors didn't know. I love these, these, these paragraphs. The doctors didn't know what to do with her. She sat waiting for hours with her neck bleeding until her father grabbed a doctor by the lapel and threw him into the room. The doctor turned out to be a surgeon and the father demanded that she sew, that he sew her up. Uh, it took 14. He, he took looked at the 14 inches of torn-up neck on this 14-year-old and said, mm, we can't quite do it that way. So apparently they did. They did, uh, they did surgery and uh, or kind of cleaned it up and butterflied it together as best they could. But that's why she still has a scar, because it wasn't done very well. Uh, and she's had multiple plastic surgeries over the years in an attempt to cover it up. But that's how They were like, you're this. never going to amount to anything with that on your face. Oh, wait, let me be a... <laughs> 90s movie oh star. Oh my God, you could picture Maybe. this whole scene now. I mean, you could just picture it. <clears throat> well, I can. And um, <laughs> I think most of us are lucky to not have had that happen to us. When yes. We <laughs> this episode is brought to you by our friends at Equiderma. Equiderma wound ointment is a must have for your medicine cabinet. It visibly amplifies wound healing, stops proud Sharon flesh. Sharon Stone should have had Equiderma. <laughs> yeah, she should have. She should have. Uh, it stops proud flesh from developing. She wouldn't have had any proud flesh. It minimizes scarring, would have been perfect. Reduces pain and keeps flies out of the wounds. You will find that with the consistent use, you will find noticeable progression in the healing every day. Plus, it's a great treatment regimen for common skin rashes and sores. I know it works very well on scratches. Find all of their products at Equiderma.com. That's Equiderma.com. What well, is Easter on Sunday? And uh, we, we have something to talk about here today. We sure do. What is your favorite Easter treat, Glenn? Oh, I still like the chocolate Easter bunny. Uh, and I was very disappointed when Jennifer and I was at the store the other day. My mom used to go out and get all four of us the largest chocolate Easter bunny she could find. And they were big. They were a foot and a half, two feet tall. When we were at the store the other day, I think the tallest Easter bunny we saw was six inches. What have they done to Easter bunnies? I mean, come on. Seriously? <sighs> if I was a inches? kid, I'd be pissed. And then the Easter baskets are full of all this toy crap. I don't want toys. I want candy. Yeah. Some of us parents don't want our children to have as much candy as they used to have. <laughs> Do you, were, did they have the huge Easter bunnies when you were a kid? Yeah. And I would always be like devastated when you learn it was hollow. I know. We like the solid ones better too. But the solid like, ones were almost impossible to eat. <laughs> you to... I'd work on I'd gnaw on that bad boy. <laughs> We used to take a hatchet and chop it into pieces. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, in Florida, you're out of luck because the most popular treat in Florida is a caramel egg. What? And I was like, what is a caramel yeah, egg? And I'd Google, Google it. Cadbury, the Cadbury cream eggs, they make caramel ones. Mm, okay. And they also make mini, those little caramel mini eggs. <clears throat> That's the thing in Florida. So you're, you're going to have to I'm move around. Luck. I don't like if caramel you, chocolate eggs either. Jennifer loves them, and I don't like them so much. Well, if you want a chocolate bunny, you're going to have to go up to Alabama or South Carolina <laughs> or Virginia, or you can go all the way up to Washington or Oregon. That's where the chocolate bunnies are the favorite? That's where the chocolate bunnies are the favorite. Now, the favorite Easter treat in many states, like my old state of Arizona, uh, are horrifying to me because this is not what I would want as a treat. But this is what I used to get as a child, and I cannot stand eating them, is hard-boiled eggs. That is the favorite That's the Easter favorite treat. Easter treat? The most popular Easter treat in all the states. I mean, everybody does the painted hard-boiled eggs, but I wouldn't say that I look forward to that the most at when I was a kid in Easter. Like, uh, we used to dye the eggs, put those little tablets yeah. in vinegar. I have not done that with my child. I'm a terrible mother. I'm like, let's you just put never toys. painted a hard-boiled egg? 
I mean, child? I did as a kid. No, but now I used to have to dye the things and it was a big it's mess. All over the and table. I, it's all over everything. <laughs> you to, we used to put newspaper down to catch all the dye because there were four boys and so there were dye everywhere. Who gets newspapers anymore? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> See, the world is changing. Now, if you are in Georgia, you get jelly beans. Jelly beans are the favorite treat in Kentucky and Georgia. <clears throat> I can um, eat jelly beans, but I can take or leave jelly beans. I don't obsess over jelly beans. Well, I'm moving out of Oklahoma. Oh, wh- what is in Oklahoma? Oh, oh, don't tell me it's those little uh, yellow chicken things. Peeps. Is it peeps? Peeps are the favorite in Oklahoma, Maine, Massachusetts, let's see, Delaware, Nevada, and Idaho. I can honestly what? say I've only ever had them once and I hated them. I didn't like them at all. Disgusting. If you have any peeps... Stick them in the microwave. It's By the really way, if we are pissing you off right now, uh, Jennifer at horseradionetwork.com. That's where you can yeah. yeah. Send your complaints there. <laughs> um, I mean, let's see. Texas is white chocolate eggs. I don't even know. Yeah, Jennifer I, likes those. Okay, I don't makes even those know what that is. Okay, she loves uh, white chocolate. Do you like white chocolate? I I do. I like all I like all chocolate. I'm not a chocolate person per se. Like I'd rather have if you give me a piece of choice between a piece of chocolate and like a a sour candy, I would pick. Sour or a peep. <laughs> a peep. That's, that's, I'm wiping my booty with that. Um, yeah. So hard boiled eggs, mini eggs, Cadbury eggs, sweet tart jelly beans. If you're in Michigan, that's what you get. Um, Starburst jelly beans are uh, popular in some places, especially Tennessee and West Virginia. By the way, I am looking at a map and I am naming the states. Off sheer memory. They're not listed on here. So I would like Look to say that you. this is a bit of a lesson this today and my geography. You paid attention I, to geography class in Atlanta. I did. I could be totally wrong on all these. <laughs> uh, now, Kinder Eggs are the favorite in New York. And I did. What's I, a Kinder I, Egg? Those little, they're like little plastic eggs. And you open them up and there's a like crap toy and well, half of it. That doesn't and, even count. Why does that really? even count? Because <laughs> the other half that's edible is delicious. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Hard-boiled eggs really make a big appearance. And like, I, I never remember as a kid being like, mm, I can't wait to eat this dyed egg and cracking it open next to my basket. Do you like eggs? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so that's say. probably a... Egg salad is not a... your favorite either then. I oh, just... God. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, any any egg thing at all i can eat now i've taught myself because i felt like i needed more protein and i don't like sweet breakfasts so i had to teach myself to eat eggs so what i do is i crack two eggs and i put them in the pan and get them all stirred up and mixed up and then i turn the heater on and i have to cook it till they're totally dry and then i have to cover it in cheese and cover it in salsa or hot sauce i thought you would put hot sauce on it (laughs) Chad's like, would you like an egg with your hot sauce? I'm like, Frank's, I put the S on everything. <laughs> That's funny. I do know people that do that, though, with eggs. That uh, And ketchup on eggs was a big thing in, in Amish country. They all put yeah. ketchup on their eggs. And I, yeah. Jennifer does that. I, that just totally grosses me out. Yeah, that's yeah. a no. All right. Well, we've determined that we both don't like peeps. So there's that. <laughs> <laughs> there is that. There is that. All right. Let's do some really bad ads. Hey, pay attention. If you ain't met one by now, you're bound to sooner or later. He says one thing and he means another, but hey, he can't help it. He's a horse trader. Horse trading. Well, it's a laissez-faire. Let the buyer beware. Horse trading. They tell a low-down lie with a sincere stare. Horse trading. Well, if they're talking in circles and the deal ain't square, he's a master in the fine art of persuading. Horse trading. Well, I did want to mention before we get to uh, really bad ads that in our post show today, I'm going down the Reddit rabbit hole again. Apparently, Wednesday's show was kind of popular, (laughs) mostly because I guess I was swearing and people found that unique. Um, but uh, I have another Reddit rabbit hole to go down in our post show today. So hang on. I can't even this. remember what we talked about, the, about Reddit. It was the brands. If we, if we had the real slogans oh, for the yes, different yes, yes. 
There might have been a little swearing involved in that one. But really bad ads is a time. There's no swearing involved in really bad ads. Uh, that's a time when our listeners submit uh, ads from Craigslist or Facebook, and we just have a little bit of fun with them. They usually involve a horse or a trailer or something farm-related. And we have a little fun with them, and we put all of your entries in a pool to win prizes. Now, I don't have what the prizes are by Horse Lovers. Horselovers.com provides our prizes every month, and I should get that this week. So once I have that, we'll start announcing that for the next month. But your entries do count towards next month's prizes if you submit your own ad in your own voice, like you actually record them and do them yourself. Then uh, you get double the entries. Mm -hmm. So... Now, I do have a couple that have been submitted today, and I think we're going to start with one of those, and that was Loreen. So let's start with Loreen today. Hi, good morning. It's Loreen Barden. Hi. I'm going to read a really bad ad. Um, this ad says registered, registered yearling stud colt for $3,000. Nice prospect that will be able to do anything for you when he grows up. His full sister is a shooting horse. His bloodlines go back to Skipper Shy Dock and Sperry's Gold, which goes back to Ranch Bars, Paco Bueno, King, Texas Daddy, Three Bars, Gold Mount, Pete McHugh, Leo, Joe Hancock. On the mare side, Ike's classic cameo goes to Zippo's Cody, Queen, AP Frosty Night, Continental Tiki, Zippo, Memorial, Ducks, Cody, Queen, and Sun Frost. <sighs> this horse has a lot of relatives, a lot of ancestors, <laughs> and um, his sister shoots. Besides that, I don't know anything else about him, and the picture is kind of blurry. So I don't know what else he can do, but thanks for listening. Bye. <laughs> I love quarter horse names, Doc Bar. <laughs> Nobody cares more about bloodlines. I always thought the thoroughbred people cared the most, but I think it's the quarter horse people. Yeah, I think so. They care a lot about bloodlines. <laughs> That's very well read there, Lorene. Those are tough when you read those names really fast, too. Alexandra sent the next one in. It's pretty simple. Um, <laughs> it's a picture of a horse in a field, what looks like a cornfield. And it's from a distance. You see the horse and rider from a distance. Like and, they've mowed the cornfield. Yes. Everything is dead on the field. Yep. And the person is riding a horse in the very top left corner. Yep. I can barely see the head of the person. And the ad is simple. It says $400. And it's in outdoor Nuzdi Woodstock. I, I was wondering what, what that meant. Is that the name of the horse? Or the I don't place. know. <laughs> it's in Woodstock, Ontario. If only they'd tell me about the breeding. <laughs> or Jeez. anything about the horse, it'd be good. But it's $400. It's cheap. Mm. Go get it today. And they're riding it. I mean, what did steal? Uh, Faye sent the next one in. And uh, Faye, and this is Rehoming Horses, a Facebook page, and everything else is blurred out. Um, this is a, a 12 to 15 year old mare. Don't know anything about her except she gets along with my mare. She will run her off her food if they are fed together, feed separate, and problem solved. Have not tried to ride. She will lead and will load into a trailer. $250. <laughs> this horse is a pain in the ass and they want it gone. $250. <laughs> she gets along with my horse until she tries to kill, kill her. her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We want this horse gone. <laughs> Looks kind of cute, though. That's a bad ad. Yep. Kayla sent this one in. It's our vintage horse trailer of the week. And it is a very long, round front trailer. This is a four horse. Uh, well, at least it was at one time. And it is buried in the ground. The tires are literally buried into the ground. This horse has not, or this trailer has not been moved in years. And years and years and years. They did cut the foliage around from around the trailer so you can actually see most of it it was blue at one time now it's, it's kind in of a, the woods it's in the woods sunk. yeah sunk <laughs> it is really sunk uh, it is in the woods sunk and it is rust rusty blue and i will say they do open the this is one of those in the old days they had the door in the very front of the trailer you know how so, most of the times now the door's in the side of the front of the trailer because yeah, you can't the, open it because of the dang hitch this is in the right exactly and it so this is the front front, and they opened the door and took the picture. It is completely full of car parts. If you look in there, it is full of stuff from from 
beginning to end. So I don't know if all of that stuff comes with the trailer, but they want $2,000. Oh my God. <laughs> for this vintage piece of crap. Uh, so yeah, you can go get it today. And it comes apparently with every, all the junk inside. Who knows? It could be like that show where they buy the storage units and you find <laughs> gold. You it find could gold. be buried in the bottom of the trailer. <laughs> Who knows? Hey, do we have one from Kelly? Yes, I, I do. All right, let's oh. play Kelly's. Good morning, Glenn and Jamie. This is Kelly, Hi, and Kelly. I have a really bad ad from the Inland Empire Craigslist in California. Jamie would have a field day looking through these Craigslists because the majority of the listings are all for stallions. <laughs> oh, anyway, to that. the ad, quarter horse, hyphen, $85. Fontana. Quarter horse, eight years, period. Stallion, period. Horse does not get scared, period. Beautiful and very docile for any women or children, period. Reason for selling it, period. I can't ride the horse anymore, period. Due to back surgery, period. The best horse I have ever owned, period. They gave the location and then 8,500 firm, Curious when it said $85 at the beginning, as well as it is so suited for women and children particularly. I also found the picture quite amusing, which is the quarter horse tied to a very fancy looking fence and everything is completely wet, including him, like they had just rinsed him down and tried to make the background look very fancy. Uh, anyway, <laughs> love you guys. Love what you guys are doing. Have a great day. Thank you, Kelly. It sounded like she was in an airplane, didn't it? With the background hum, sounded like she an was airplane. Flying out to go see the stallion. <laughs> I thought eighty-five dollars were on cheap horses today, but then then it changed. Never mind. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. Stephanie sent this one in. Quarter horse for sale. Three thousand dollars in it's Las a quarter Vegas. Quarter horse. Oh. It's a quarter. You're right. It's a quarter horse for sale. Beautiful alpha quarter horse 20 years he's he is so healthy and showing no signs of slowing down he loves to run and play and be ridden big boy <laughs> having a horse is a beautiful experience <laughs> dot 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 this horse is for an experienced rider or a very confident rider. So you don't have to be that experienced. <laughs> Got to be confident. Most of his tech included, spelled with an E, like fly sheet and his after bathe blanket, etc. <laughs> All the technical terms coming out today in these ads. <laughs> when it says he's 20 and it shows no signs yeah. of slowing down, he lumps to run and play, which means he's still not trained. Yep. And he still is a runaway no matter what. It has to be ridden by an experienced rider at 20. You know what kind of horse you have. And mm -hmm. by the way, you ain't changing nothing at this point. <laughs> no. Good luck with that. Probably a stallion, too. Does it say? <laughs> it's like, probably Yeah, it is. doesn't say, so yeah, I'm sure it is. I'm sure it is. Adrian sent this one in. Indiana horse tack horse and tack. Not oh, there's no punctuation at all. Yeah. I usually give these to you. I missed that. <clears throat> Not a hundred percent sure if I'm gonna let him go. Just putting feelers out there. Six to Four to six year old paint pony got him on tradee and not really what I was looking for. He's a little spooky and reactive to things. Took him three weeks before I could catch him without using trats or any good he lunges, but does not that good at it and was told he was broke to ride, but I don't think so. He let my cousin sit on him, but he didn't like uh, when I had him move asking what I have invested nine. <sighs> that's horrible what a terrible <laughs> ad but you know what she's not really sure she's gonna let him go for only nine dollars yeah. um, so good luck yeah good luck with that you gotta uh, you gotta do a hard sell a hard <laughs> sell on getting that horse from her yeah, out of her hands yeah. she seems to really love it really um glade sent the next one in glades and got some good horses in snowville utah no training in parentheses gentle they just keep having babies <laughs> how does that happen uh, 
It really does say they just keep having babies. Like it's a, like it's a mystery. Tell you how this happens. <laughs> Six to nine hundred possibly trade for feed <laughs> or training. Exchange throw me an offer. <laughs> can I can I mention the photograph? So the yes, photograph is a Palomino mare who is parked out that looks like either she has laminitis or the gelding about to pee. Like that's the thing. Like and, 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 and then it, there's a fold, there's no like, head. Let's it. throw that in. The head's completely there's, gone. The head's completely out of the photo. So it's like the back third of the horse. That's like two thirds of the horse is like parked out like it's colicking. And then there's a foal on the opposite side. And by the way, these horses that just keep having babies are in a auto yard. Looks like a salvage yard. (laughs) A salvage yard. And let me just point out that these horses keep having babies living in a salvage yard. Yet those of us who actually try to purpose breed something (laughs) spend thousands of dollars just trying to get a damn bowl on the ground. And here it is. Oh God. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) Yell that Somebody's breeding, okay? It's probably the son of the first baby. I don't know. Good Lord, son of the mama. Uh. Karen sent in an ad. I think this is a new, it might be a new submitter here today. By the way, Glade, thank you. That was, that's really Yeah, I think that's a new submitter too, actually. Um, Karen sent an ad. Horse for sale, $250. <clears throat> Cheap horses seem to be the order of the day here today. This one has no no capitalization, but a lot of punctuation. I won't read all the punctuation. It'll take an hour because there's a lot of periods. I have a big golding horse. He is big boned, so you must be two, please. He is big boned, so you must be two. You have to be two years old to take this horse, apparently. You gotta be big boned. <clears throat> 350 for him. Please be knowledgeable about horse stuff, or I will nar sell you to you. Wait, by the way, the things that you're skipping over are like for him. H-E-M, yep. and please is P-L-S, and knowledgeable. Knowledge, knowledgeable. It's actually now legibly. <laughs> N-O-W. L-E-G. And, and he, will, he will nor sell to you. Will nor. I will nor sell, sell to, to you. you. I oh, ain't, my God. I ain't, a riding, I ain't a riding farm. You may come not ride here for multiple times. If you desire, I'll send him home with you. You catch and push in trailer. <laughs> you ride and you send back. I will give you some tack, but you cannot keep my saddle or brittle or blankets or food. I want all back. <laughs> I will let you try... With though two fifty and you own, have a nice day. I don't even know what you read, but I, I will tell you that anybody who uses the word "ain't" and types it out and then forgets the apostrophe, <laughs> I mean, what is All happening? That, you're here? you're with this whole ad. That's what you're picking on. <laughs> I mean, I just think that you should have really <laughs> channeled your South Georgia. I'm I don't know if this was Georgia. This could have been Oklahoma. This really could have been Oklahoma, don't you think? Yeah, I could have been. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I'll, you can, you basically, you can take the horse, but you can't try it here, but you can take it home and I'll send you with all its crap. But then but if I want you don't the want it, you can send all of it back. <laughs> but by the way, I have your money, so I might not, he, you, this person is going to block you yeah, as soon as or you drive off Or they're property. disappearing, one or the other, because uh, you can't ride the horse there. That tells you something too. Caitlin you. sent in the next one. Now. This, is this is long. Is... I have not read it, so I hope it's worthwhile. Okay, we'll see. I haven't read it either. For sale or lease, and this is on a Facebook page. Felix the Cat, beautiful 13-year-old, 16 one-hand gray OGTB gelding, moderately crippled, but jog sound. <laughs> Rated miles in the baby greens and green hunters. A-plus mover, auto-swab, jumped like a freak rider, left the ring on the horse approximately 75% of the time and left the <laughs> ring on a stretcher maybe 13% of the time. Rest of the time, she walked spitting dirt and F-bombs. <laughs> Felix will get you noticed for his great jump and lovely canter, but even more so for his bad behavior. <laughs> even the big pros will stop and stare, might offer, might even offer their condolences. Was Emily been riding s- this horse? Sorry, Emily, I had to do that. Been sitting since <laughs> early 2020 due to no fault of his own. His freak neck fracture was a turnout accident, and it's healed now. 
sound with a question barefoot. mark. It's he and it's healed now with a question, question mark. mark. Yeah. Sound barefoot finally after a lifetime of gluons if left in the paddock. Easy keeper if you don't feed him corn or corn byproducts. Might survive the apocalypse as he survived a plethora of increasingly unlikely ailments and accidents like a broken neck or conversely. Then <laughs> <laughs> then it's cuts out. Uh, next page. Sound. Oh, I already read that one. Um, let me see. Uh, it's not all put together here. Or conversely, might. Okay. He survived a plethora of increasingly unlikely ailments and accidents like a broken neck. Or conversely, might die in short order from a mystery <laughs> blood cancer, of which I'm not exactly joking. Just as long as he doesn't get left out in the rain. He melts in the rain, like the <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West. Probably not a great choice for a beginner rider. Probably not. Trot on a lunch line if aced. <laughs> probably shouldn't jump, but leaps around like a gazelle all day in turnout, so he's honestly probably fine. If you go off what he does in turnout, he should be ready to kick it in the three-foot derbies by mid-June with a game bronc rider. Won't pass a vetting broken neck and blood cancer but if you were to x-ray him you'd find a terrible looking left front coffin bone that got eaten away by a bacteria that one time a mile that one time and a mild case of kissing spines and probably some other s2 that neither of us want to see so don't x-ray him better not to know besides you don't ride the (laughs) x-rays how many times has that term been used but you also don't ride Felix. Dude is actually retired. But if you made it this far and still want to make an offer, I commend <laughs> you. But he ain't going anywhere. I'll count it as a donation for continuing research on my very rare Equus Felix Endorus. So April Fools. Oh, my God. <laughs> a whole thing. It's like me putting an ad for Zeus. <laughs> and happy, thir- happy 13th birthday to the most unlucky unlucky useless frustrating talented accident prone athletic handsome horse i've ever known i quit after <laughs> the april fools <laughs> there you go we had to do one april fools today there were a couple good ones yesterday horse nation had a good one if you didn't see it go back Which and look at horse, horse nation, nation. go back do? and look at horse nation they had a good one uh horse and hound did one they did one where they had a very serious looking article about how there was an actual study done uh, proving that people who comment on equestrian Facebook posts are actually the least knowledgeable people in the equestrian world. People who offer advice on equestrian Facebook posts know nothing. And it was an actual study, and they proved it. And you should have seen the comments until people figured out it was April Fool's. I don't, I don't tend to disagree. <laughs> I know. It, that's why it was believable, see? It was actually believable. That's why it was. There were a couple of ones yesterday. I joined this Facebook group and it's like horse training. Like it's almost like the vet online where you, they, people go and ask training questions of trainers. Like, hey, my horse is doing this. And I was like, I'll join that and like help out. No, I had to leave that page. I was like, oh my God. It was April Fool's every day, huh? It was, it was obviously you need turmeric. Um, to give to your horse and that is how, and, or, you know, just like my horse won't tie, just tie him to a fence with something that won't break, you know? Or like when we were in Norco that time, my horse is scared of cars. We'll tie him by a tree out by the road all day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'll get over it. Why and not? It, that still sticks with me. I, that bothered the hell out of me when we saw that. And it still sticks with me to this day. That was 10 years ago. Yeah. Uh, there's lots of horse stuff that I see sometimes that really bothers me, but there was one done that I totally bought. Okay. Um, it was, I think it was Purina that did it. Oh uh, yes, they did. I was shocked that they did it actually. Uh-huh. And it was like, hi, we have this medication or this supplement that really lowers uh, the moodiness of chestnut mares. And I mean, I was like, where the heck do I buy this? I have two mares in training that are just as sassy as they come. And like, I was like, I am in, I click son of a, mm. <laughs> like if y'all can do that, y'all make millions. <laughs> that they, I was shocked. You know, we work with them. Obviously we do their podcast and they're a very serious group. I mean, their podcast has to be approved by attorneys before we put it out. And then they did that. I was so shocked. <laughs> it was, 
You know, the one I was talking about with Horse Nation, I'll give it up, was the FEI to ban bits and shoes by 2024. And people were commenting on it like, oh, that figures. They ban they ban whiskers and now they're going to ban shoes. And it had everybody all on up in arms. And it was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, that'll get them going. <laughs> Controlling our life. <laughs> And they let it go for a little while. I got to give the commenters credit. The commenters who knew let it go for a little while until they spilled the beans. And uh, but they did. That was a good one. That was a good one. They had. Yeah. Every time. You know what Lucas said to me um, is that I I come down. It was it, he was going to school and I wanted to let him know it was April Fool's. So I said something about oh by the way you know we're going to do this and he was like what I'm like April Fool's you know something very innocuous and then he came upstairs and he's like leans over the railing he's like mom. My to- his toilet is a constant problem in this new house. It runs all the time, right? So he's like, "Mom, my toilet overflowed. My toilet clogged, and my bathroom floor is all wet." I was like, "What?" And he's like, "Hey, Robles, I was like, you son of a- you taught him." You- <laughs> You had to warn I him, know, though, before buddy, he went to school. Had you had to you, warn yeah. him. <laughs> I, I had to let him know that it was coming. And then um, my mother-in-law brought over some workbooks that, you know, like fourth grade, like from the other grandchildren who never finished these school things. And Lucas and his cousin are here until last night. I was like, hey, guys, I know they don't have school today because it's Good Friday. And I was like, hey, guys, I've got these workbooks. So tomorrow morning when you get up, we're going to go through. I said, Thomas, you're going to do this one. And Lucas, you're going to do this one. And we'll be done around four. I, w- Lucas, I started crying. <laughs> <laughs> Bam, got you back. <laughs> I'm a great mom. I'm a great mom. You are such a wonderful mother. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's turning out all right. He's not into drugs yet, so not yet. (laughs) Hey, hang on, auditors. We're going to do an after show. I was on Reddit again, and I found this thread about first date disasters. So we're going to talk about a couple of those. There were some funny ones in it. All right, everybody. Good weekend. See you Monday, everybody. Be safe.